Last week on 15 February, the U.S. House of Representatives, which is the lower chamber of U.S. Congress, passed the bipartisan resolve Tibet bill, primarily known as promoting a resolution to the Tibet-China Dispute Act, H.R. 533. The bill was introduced by Representative Jim McGovern and Michael McCall, which received a resounding majority of 392 votes in favor demonstrating a strong bipartisan support toward Tibet and the Tibetan cause. To tell us more on the success of Resolve Tibet Bill, I am pleased to have Representative Dr. Namge Chetu from the Office of Tibet North America joining us from Washington, D.C. Welcome to our program, Kungala. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Kungala, um, the passing of uh, Resolve Tibet Bill in U.S. House was a good news for all the Tibetans and Tibet uh, supporters around the world. Uh, so, can you tell us uh, how pivotal this uh, moment is? Uh, hey, I mean, this uh, bill uh, is uh, uh, great news and, and it's very auspicious. It's just right after the uh, Tibetan New Year that the U.S. Congress uh, Pass this bill with the unanimous, uh, I would say almost unanimous bipartisan support, and it sends uh, sends a strong message uh, to the people of Tibet, uh, who are undergoing brutal and paralyzing oppression under Xi Jinping's uh, authoritarian regime, uh, that the United States people stand with the people of Tibet. So I would say it's it's such a uh, what you say a strong message to the people of Tibet. Who haven't lost their determination and spirit. So, and uh, the bill was passed in the House uh, with a bipartisan majority, uh, showing an overwhelming support. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this feat in terms of the numbers when you talk about three ninety-two support, both from the Republican and Democratic uh, Party? Yes, yes. Uh, Tibet issue has always uh, received uh, uh, what to say bipartisan and institutional support in the United States for a very long time, uh, thanks largely to, uh, due to His Holiness' uh, uh, leadership and his which message. And also, as His Holiness always reminds us, people who support Tibet or the Tibetan cause are not just uh, pro-Tibet or, or anti-China. They are essentially pro-justice. So this uh, uh, shows the kind of the um, level of support that uh, the Tibet ha issue has the people of the uh, United States and the Congress, yeah. Uh, prior to the Resolve Tibet uh, bill, uh, the bipartisan uh, support from the Congress, the U.S. states has um, several other laws in, uh, in empowered Tibetan people. Uh, most notable are the uh, Tibet Policy Act of 2002, Reciprocal Access to Tibet in 2018, and the Tibet Policy and Support Act of 2020. So uh, what is different and what is uh, most highlighted in this particular uh, bill? Yes, you are right. The United States uh, has, uh, I mean, it's the only country that uh, has passed law on Tibet. And you're right, Tibet Policy Act, uh, Tibetan Policy of uh, 2002. Then we have the Reciprocal Access to Tibet uh, Act uh, uh, 2019 or 2018, and the Tibet Policy and Support Act 2020. Uh, that shows, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the level of support that the, the Tibet issue has. And this bill is significant in that it is an amendment of uh, Tibetan Policy Act of 2002, taking into the ground realities 
And uh, it has always been the uh, longstanding policy of the United States government that it supports direct negotiation between Beijing, uh, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, or his representative, or the democratically elected leadership of the Tibetan people to find, uh, what to say, uh, negotiated uh, solution to the uh, issue of uh, Tibet-China conflict. Now, uh, we have had uh, nine rounds of talk between 2002 and 2010. And since then, there's been a stalemate, stalemate, and uh, the situation inside uh, has gone from bad to worse. And whatever nominal autonomy there is, it's being slowly eroded. eroded. And uh, now, uh, under Xi Jinping, uh, the policy is basically aimed at eradicating the very much the identity of the Tibetan people. And the United States Congress is deeply concerned. And this legislation came about after the new Kashak uh, uh, came to power. And, and uh, when the first official visit happened with the visit of uh, Minister of Department of Information and International Relations, uh, Kalun Nanzindoma, in February of 2022. And then she laid the groundwork for um, the current, what the city is, uh, tactic or strategy to, to, to resolve the China-Tibet conflict and uh, international pressure or diplomatic effort, uh, I would say, is part of that. And when Sikyong made his first official visit to the United States in uh, April of 2022, uh, he met with uh, the United States officials and also the uh, leaders of the Hill. And at that time, the Speaker of the House was a long time uh, supporter of Tibet, uh, a Tibetan friend, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, had a strategy meeting and basically, uh, the Congress, the leadership, uh, wanted to know what can United States Congress do to do what to help the Tibetan people. And that's how this legislation came about. And this legislation basically, uh, tries to counter China's, uh, uh disinformation of Tibet and Tibet's legal and historical status, and also its attempt to distort, what you say, um, Tibet's history, Tibet's culture, Tibet's institution, including that of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. So in that sense, this bill is very uh, significant. It's very vital in that it strengthens the current United States, uh, what you say, policy on Tibet, and in a way codifies its stance on Tibet issue. And even if the Tibet issue is not resolved tomorrow in the next year, it makes sure that the United States states take a principle and consistent stand on the issue of Tibet. So in that sense, it's really vital and uh, sends a very strong message to Beijing too, that unless the Tibet issue is resolved through which the negotiation, through dialogue, the United States will stand with the uh, people of Tibet. And uh, Kungula, so the bill is next to table in the United States uh, Senate, right? And um, can you tell us uh, when is it expected to take place and uh, how optimistic are you? Uh, do you think uh, the support within the Senate uh, for resolved Tibet uh, bill will match with that of what uh, the support that we saw uh, just now recently from the lower chambers of U.S. Congress? Uh, we are very confident uh, that that the bill uh, will pass with strong, what say, bipartisan support in the Senate too. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, the way I mean, 
the legislation uh, proceeds in the Senate is a bit different uh, from the way I mean um, uh, it uh, works in the United States Congress of the House of Representatives. So some of these uh, steps are similar, but that said, there are many ways that bill can go forward. And also we have to look at the overall, what you say, uh, situation. And and so right now uh, we are already in touch with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. That's the, what's the committee, the uh, committee uh, of jurisdiction that the bill has to go through. And we are already working on that and we are very positive. And what we have basically asked uh, is that we look forward to the Senate passing the same, uh, what you say, legislation that House has passed with strong, uh, what's a bipartisan support. And the House passing this with strong bipartisan uh, support sends a strong message to the members in the Senate that the people of the United States uh, are, what you say, uh, uh, What's in support of this legislation, and we hope the Senate will refer it to its leaders, and it will be what to say uh, a move forward as soon as possible. Uh, and uh, um, uh, Tibet issue, as I mentioned earlier, has had long history of bipartisan and institutional support. So uh, the, the Tibet legislation is not an uh, issue of what to say a strong. Uh, uh, partisan politics in the United States. Uh, 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 so we are very confident that uh, it'll move forward very soon, but uh, we can't uh, save it, uh, what you say. Uh, we can just uh, say when will it be exactly passed, but we're looking forward to it. And, and the international campaign for Tibet has uh, organized uh, this year's lobby day uh, from March 11th to 12th, so we are expecting above what is a 100 uh, uh, members uh, uh, from from all over the United States to come to DC and and during this two days lobby, they uh, um, uh, the members will reach out to the U.S. Congress member, thank them for which is supporting this legislation, and uh, then they'll reach out to the senators and basically asking them to support this and pass this as soon as possible. So that's how we are looking at it. And uh, what is the potential of uh, this bill when it uh, when it becomes a law and uh, after it's uh, at the last stage, right? When it's extended to the president, uh, president. So how can it be materialized uh, to resolve the long-standing Tibet-China dispute? Mm -hmm. uh, so, if I understand your uh, uh, question, so. After the Senate uh, passed the uh, legislation, then it'll automatically come to the desk of uh, the president. And once once the pre president ratifies it and signs it, it becomes a, a law. So once it becomes a law, then then we expect uh, the United States uh, administration to um, uh, do uh, whatever it can by the provisions of the legislation to work with like-minded countries and also to, to uh, what to say, uh, call out China's what, uh, egregious uh, human rights and uh, abuses. And in that sense, uh, send this message to Beijing that it is in Beijing's interest to resolve the Tibet issue by sitting down with the Tibetans and uh, find a negotiated end to this long, what you say, uh, standing conflict. And that said, uh, the city is already working with, uh, what you say, um, uh, 
Congress members or parliament in the, uh, in the free world to, to do what to say, come up with similar what to say policy stand as the United States. And in that sense, United States as a global superpower and also uh, that moral leader, global moral, moral leadership and democracy, freedom and fundamental right. Uh, we think uh, that will send the right message to other what say, like countries to come together and take a stand. Uh, something similar to what United States has done, a principle stand, and that is all we can ask from the international community. Now, ultimately, when it comes to Tibet-China conflict, uh, China is our neighbor, we don't have any choice, and as His Holiness has set us the broad roadmap, it's for us to find uh, uh, a way to sit down with the Beijing leadership and, and uh, discuss and come up with a solution that is mutually beneficial uh, long-lasting uh, solution to the Tibet-China conflict. Yeah. Uh, Kunla, so these are my questions for this interview. Uh, but would you like to add a few more informations, if you have? Uh, so this legislation, I mean, as I mentioned before, uh, it's uh, uh, all came about uh, thanks largely to the visionary, which is the leadership of His Holiness. And if you remember, when the House Foreign Affairs Committee uh, uh, discuss during that markup hearing on this legislation, six members spoke on this legislation. Almost all of them uh, uh, talked about how they have met His Holiness in the past and how they've been so influenced by his, which is a message, and his wisdom, and his uh, vision. And, and that's why how they support, uh, that's why they support the just cause of the debt. And uh, this legislation so largely came out of His Holiness, uh, what you say, visionary leadership, and also the collective effort of the what's the Tibetan people and also the civil societies who support Tibet support groups. So I think it's a result of uh, uh, His Holiness' blessing and also the collective effort of the Tibetan people and the Tibet support groups. So I would like to take this opportunity to uh, thank all those who are involved in this, individuals, organizations uh, who made, uh, who contributed in whatever they, uh, way they can to what's uh, reach out to the Congress member and, and advocate for this legislation. So I would like to thank everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, Kungula, thank you so much for taking out your time for this interview and uh, uh, and talking to us about the uh, resolved debate bill. Uh, a huge success this time. And I wish you all the best for all the advocacy work that uh, your office is doing in the United States. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. The enactment of this bill will strengthen and reinforce the middle way approach policy and the Central Tibetan Administration's commitment to dialogue to resolve the Tibet-China conflict in the best interests of both the Tibetan and Chinese people. Thank you so much for watching and see you all in the next episode of In Conversation with Tibet TV.